I am unashamed. What about you? Yeah, last night um, I had dinner with your brother, Cy Robertson, my uncle, your <laughs> uncle. And last night? Last night, well, yeah. He was supposed to come. Willie had a card game last night. He said it was a friendly game. It well, was I, supposed I, to be. I got invited, and in the, in the, I will tell you, Cy was talking trash about you, though. He says, About playing cards? Oh, he said, Jace is... Well, let me see if this is the truth, because I have paid a lot of bills via Cy. Yeah, he, he he acknowledged that part, but he said oh, you are so the luckiest. Cy is your cash flow. He He's one of the cash streams that yeah. I have. Well, that's good that he's kin. Yeah. And his family. I mean... <laughs> keep the money within the family. I like so it. I'd love to know what he said. He said, you're the luckiest person to ever play cards and he said i know all the big poker players in vegas i know them all and he said nobody's that lucky he said if i didn't know him he said i would be very questionable how he wins every single time so that's how size mine works how many years would it take for you to say how can you be that lucky because he's he's paid too much attention to matt dillon and matt dillon do do not he does not like card players at all. Yeah. So, because most of them, the ones that are winning at the rate Jace is, they're up to no good. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's what Sai's getting at. He, he said you can't be that tell good. people because people have com- religious people. Sai does not view it as a skill, a game of skill. Yeah, he views it as a game of luck. Yep. Yeah. He's tried, saying you're too lucky. I've had many discussions with pharisaical type people <laughs> you say well i thought you was a Christian. gambling go, no, whoop, card whoop, playing whoop, whoop, whoop. is not you, in you the, said the g word yeah. that what i'm doing look is it gambling if you like it's take not me in inside. the list of sins is my point yeah but what i'm saying is not gambling the in a 10-year period i played frequently with sai and, and pretty much the same people now last night the, the reason Cy didn't come, I'll tell you why I didn't come, because it was a $20 buy-in. You, you spent $20. Now, we're talk, you can't go see a movie with two other people for 20 bucks. And so, and the skill level of the players that were playing last night was weak. Did you win? Did, did I win? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I won a lot. I won most of the buy-ins. Twenty dollars a pop because yeah. this was a social game. Look, Willie had cooked. Let's say buy in. You you here's you're what, buying you, into what? You put twenty dollars and they give you some chips, not chips that you can eat. Actual poker chips. I never tried that. Because yep, and so then you play a game. We were playing Texas Hold'em with a twist last night. Texas Hold'em. That's what it's called. But this was with. Did it, it originate in Texas? And what's the hold? What are you holding? You're holding two cards, but we the twist was you got dealt three cards, and you look at the three cards, and you choose which two that you want to play in the hand. You do it before anything happens. They deal you three cards, and you get rid of one. So now you have two cards, which makes for bigger hands. And so, like, if you got two aces and a deuce, you're going to keep the two aces and then probably raise. So, uh... So what you do, like, so the first hand, here's what I did. I had two tens. First hand, it's just we've eaten, Willie cooked. He had more food. He had one of his chili gullions. He had various deer steaks. He had some. A some, slum gullion. Yeah, he had, it was all good, though, I will admit. Because that way, if you lose your $20, you were well fed. Yeah, you get a good meal. So you pay 20 bucks, you got a good yeah. meal. So I actually paid forty because the first twenty on the first town, I look I had two tens and a deuce. I threw away the the deuce and it come to me and I raise. Cause I was just giving them a crazy image of myself. And so when the you have now community cards that come out, I have two tens. Well, two sixes and a seven came out. I don't have a six. But if somebody has a six, they have me beat because they have three sixes and I have two tens. So I made a spiritual analogy because when I bet, I bet that because now I have two tens and two sixes. You're, you're playing the best five cards. Well, this guy to my left who I'd never played with, he raised me when I bet. So I said, well, 
I know you have a six, but if you're going to try to make all your money playing the Mark of the Beast, that's a bad way to start this game. So I'm calling you for spiritual reasons. Well, he turned over. He had a six. I lost my $20. I was like, you mean $20 more tips? So at this point, they think I'm a wild, loose cannon. I only did that once. The first hand. I'm like, he's crazy. Thinks he's going to run over. But then through the night, all the chips wound up in front of me. Because I didn't play like that anymore. That was just a teaser. It was a teaser. You gave them an image that you're crazy. It was a hustle. It's like a yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it's a hustle. It's kind of like a hustle. But when it's all said and done, Did you're the kind that Matt Dillon put in jail. He's the one. So you basically are playing a game of skill where there is some luck involved. But it's a money management game, and once they don't realize, once you amass most of the chips, then you, you get power. You, you can pretty much. And you're the bully. G- yeah, what, you're playing now with their money. Yeah, I, mean, I I planned to come over, but last night after dinner, after Side told me about you, I didn't know you were over there. Uh, Jay, I was with Jay Stone on the Duck Car Room podcast, and then uh, David Martinez, and they're into jujitsu. Yeah. So they've got Jay's got a mat in his living room where they like he like literally in his living room where they wrestle. Now is that a skill or is that luck? What? Uh, oh, it's, it's a skill. It's a skill. But what if you slip down right before you did one of your moves? No, you ain't. These guys are trained oh, killers. They, they're trained never to slip. So they oh, yeah. well they coax me into into. A I'm r- just trying to get you to say that if the same people win. If fighters, if the same guy you, wins, you never want to if he run has a record of 42 and 0, at what point are you saying this is no longer gambling? If you run up on an individual <clears throat> with jujitsu, yeah. the jujitsu skill set, well trained at it, and you try you don't mess to, with to get his money, his woman, or whatever, you've run up on the wrong dude. So, what I'm saying is if a guy comes up and sees a guy trained in Jiu-jitsu. Oh, it's he different. says, I'm going to take him on. And then he thinks to himself, "I'm. what if I get lucky and hit hit him just right? Mm, he does. That's, that's, uh, well, he I feel does, the same way playing cards. Well, it's a lot the same. But, but you know, you, you yeah. run up on, you, you, you don't want to mess with well, him. I, I wrestled Stone last night, Jay Stone. I'm 40. Oh, yeah. actually did that? I did it. And because I, I thought, I, I knew he would take me because he had all the moves, but I'm like, but I, I, but I'm a pretty good wrestler. Now I am 43, so I hadn't. Yeah, I wrestled max. But so is he. Now he's like 46. Oh, so and he old. beat you. So how yeah, well? That's did embarrassing. You do? I held, I held on for about two minutes. They said we wet wrestled a minute. I think it's more like two minutes. But when I tell you that I thought I was going to vomit, I got. It, it was the most exhausting thing that I've done. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. But that's what they say. They said you gassed out because you're, you know, we're there. he's not moving. He's kind of let me get him in headlocks. But he and does that. He does it every day. It's the same poker analogy. I, yeah. I play cards. Stay in your lane. But look, I didn't want to go to the game. Willie said, come over because, you know, I'm tired of winning. My kids are playing. They all like to play just for fun. But yeah. they said that we need some better competition. Yeah. I was going to so, come, but I got I, I, okay. after the wrestling match. I was like, I'm out. I was, I mean, literally a minute or two minutes of exercise, but it isn't suck, suck the life out of you. I felt like I got hit by a train. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm sitting there trying to like have a conversation. I don't want them to know that I'm I'm gassed because then they yeah. you know then it just gets to be like a. Yeah. So I'm walking <laughs> out. I told Missy I was going to go play, and I was like, and she was like, "Win me some money, babe," because she was going on a trip uh, today with Mia. So I need some cash for the trip. I was like, babe, it's, we're talking about kids and people who don't even. But she's like, I need some cash. So <laughs> I was like, are you putting out a hit on this game in a friendly game? Where, so she You're said, slowly winning her over, Jay. She said. Sometimes it takes then, years. Then huh? she said, show me the money. No mercy. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, if we were going into a which it could be a would-be uh, heckler-type yeah. dangerous deal. Those are the dudes I run with. The jiu-jitsu Stone guys? and Martinez. Yeah. Martinez. Well, that's not a bad idea. Well, look, he's got a purple belt. He's telling me last night. Just for safety. They, they, they're right there. and Oh, they're legit. Oh, look, these dudes. They're I not going to back off, back yeah. down. No. 
Uh, you want them on your team. Well, sure. that Jay tried to get me into it, and I said, you know what? If I if I if I need that skill set, I'm just gonna call you. Yeah. I mean, I'm just that's right. at this stage of my life. That's 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 that's. Well, Martinez is a he's a beast. I mean, he's only been doing it for four years, and he's already. I mean, he's like a kind of like a uh, what's the word? Like black a, belt type. He's not a black belt yet, but he's a, he's a, excelling at such a rapid pace that it's he's kind of a freak about it. Like he's it's not yeah. normal how quickly he's learning. I yeah. tend to focus more on the spiritual side of things, but you know, scrap yeah. breaks out. I usually get a weapon. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's what Jay idea. was like. Well, hand to hand, I was like, well, I'm, first I'm going with the Bible, and then I have an assortment of weapons that if this goes south, but if we get to that stage, you know, I, yeah. hope, I hope you're around. But these are guys that that uh, you know, I mean, they're no, they're no, they don't. You don't need to fool with them at all. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, now they're built different. That's for sure. Uh, well, where were we at? Where are, where are we at? John, uh, Matthew? Well, I did. I heard a sermon one time, which I thought was great, called From the Water to the Wilderness. I think we did a whole podcast on it. and Because I'd never thought about at the highest moment here, Jesus begins his ministry. John the Baptist prepares the way. And God makes this declaration, this is my son. I mean, this is... This is it. Yeah. When you look at it from the clash of nations and the cosmos, and when you throw in the time factor of civilization as we know it, this was the epic moment. Jesus, a man, son of a carpenter, is declared to be God in human form. Yeah. So this happens, and there's no doubt here, because we have a dove— that which is actually the Holy Spirit, but he says dove just so we can relate to... Tell, tell us where you're at again. I'm in Matthew 3. All right, let's take I, a quick break. Don't do it. When's the last time you think you had American meat? I thought but, it was all American. <laughs> well, chances are it's not, Phil. Over 80% of the grass-fed beef sold in the U.S. is imported from overseas. Mm. My friends at Good Ranchers have traveled the country on a mission to help American families. How? Well, by working together with local farms and ranches and shipping straight to your door. Uh, GoodRanchers.com is a safe and convenient way to order your meat. They save your family money and they help the American farmer, which is a big deal because we live in the largest row crop uh, uh, part of the country. Uh, GoodRanchers.com delivers American craft beef and better than organic chicken. They've got T-bones, fillets, strips, gourmet burgers, and more. At half the price of our online competitors, you get the steakhouse quality that you deserve at a price every family can afford. So don't bring mystery meats into your home. Be the hero that your family needs by ordering from Good Ranchers today. Go to GoodRanchers.com to buy now and subscribe today. You get an extra 20% off on each uh, box of mouth-watering meats. Uh, by the way, subscribing brings the cost down to less than 5 bucks a meal. Uh, plus, right now you get an additional $20 off and free express shipping if you go to Good Ranchers dot com slash fill or you can use the code fill at checkout that's twenty dollars off and free express shipping at goodranchers.com slash fill so know where your meats come from with goodranchers.com and not only did he do that but matthew points out that when jesus said on john baptized him because john was like what am i doing baptizing you Mm -hmm. i mean this which I would have felt the same way, which we later found out that the baptizer is really insignificant. What's going on is the heart of a man and God. And in this case, Jesus, since it was different because he had no sin, says, let it be so now it is proper for us to, to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And Matthew really, he uses that word fulfill a lot in the book because of all the prophecies but in this case, what what a what a statement. It was just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit descends on him. But then what happens? He then in verse chapter four, verse one, Jesus was led by the Spirit of which he just received, which he actually is, which is a little bit of a brain teaser, but into the desert to be tempted by the evil one. And so after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. 
which a lot of people say, well, you can't stay alive that long. So I'm not sure if that was just what form of fast that was, but he's the son of God anyway. Nothing he, is impossible. Yeah, I, I don't know why people make a big deal out of that. But the tempter, he had fasted in some capacity, and he was alive, and he even proved later that he can't die anyway. Because <laughs> they killed him, and yeah. Peter said, no, nope, that was impossible. Yep. Speaking of impossible, which is what you know, I've said many times, just what irritates me so much, that the movie world, you know, the the most popular movie ever, Star Wars, was basically written, he got... George Lucas, when they interviewed him, he basically took David and Goliath and the spiritual warfare and and the idea of space travel and the undertones of the Bible and and made a movie. Well, they couldn't stand that when he when he said you know, on the dark side and the, I mean that's what it was about. This is where they get their ideas and you know Tom Cruise in that movie Mission Impossible, and then he does it. It was not an impossible. That's a mischaracterization of the word impossible. What Jesus is doing, these things are impossible. Mm -hmm. If you come back to life, you know, Tom Cruise, go if he makes a movie where he dies, actually, and comes back to life, now that's worth watching. And it would be true. It would be impossible. And so then the evil one tempts him. And look, I've seen more lessons about this. I, I... I don't know how y'all would characterize the three ways that he tempted him. But the first one, he says, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, which he answered scripture every time, clue. It is written, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then the evil one took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple, if you're the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone, which is interesting that the evil one is trying to use Scripture to manipulate the Son of God. Yeah, which who, make, who wrote the Scriptures. Which makes me think of that verse in second corinthians where it says the evil one masquerades as an angel of light yeah so and then the jesus answer it is also written don't put the lord god to your t- to the test and then the last one is he took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendors all this i will give you if you bow down and worship me and jesus said away from me satan for his written worship the lord your god and serve him only then the devil left him and the angels attending, <clears throat> which people, I think, when they see that, they're like, well, didn't he have it anyway? But there's a difference in did having he, did, access did he to have, it. He, he failed. Well, to... the earth and the kingdom. I mean, couldn't he? Oh, yeah. How are you going to give it to him? But I think it's more of an indulging, you know, yes, but it's let's indulge in this. By the well, way, all the kingdoms of the world, because of the evil one, have collapsed. <laughs> Yeah, but, I, the, I, but the but the kingdom that is coming will last forever, and that's why Jesus said, "Yeah, you you brought them down one after the other, and you think that you're gonna if you say, well, what about you know what you know what are you gonna do about all this? You know, yeah. I'll give you all this. I'll give I'll give you a, a kingdom that won't fall. That was Satan's lie. Oh yeah, no question. I think we get into like the. I love I love the, this part of the Bible because it, it gives us a glimpse into the the Trinity of who God is. So I mean, just to clarify that the, the Jesus is not the Spirit. They're they're different persons, but they're but they are one because they're they're both God, the Father's God. Um, but I think what's what's going on here is that we're talking about J- the Son of God in an in in, in the incarnation. It the, the the Word became flesh is what it says in John one. And Jesus in the flesh was limited. Um, he he didn't have he didn't have his his. Uh, he he wasn't like omniscient, you know. Jesus now the son is, but Jesus in the flesh because he said, "What did he say?" Only the Father knows uh, when the end time is. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was he was he volunteered Philippians two that he didn't, well he emptied himself. Yeah. yeah, he's fully God, fully man. But that's what that's the importance of the Spirit here is that. And, but you see this in here that like uh, 
that you see this temptation, but you, I love how Jesus continues to point back uh, to the to to the Father. He continues to point back to Him when He says that it is only God who should be worshipped. Um, he says, "The man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God." Um, you know, do not test God. I mean, so everything that Satan's trying to do, he's trying to, which is not going to happen, but he's trying to divide the Godhead by going after the Son in the incarnated state. And Jesus is like, I'm not going to have it. Yeah. Well, I'm, gonna, uh, you know, I'm not going to have it. Well, and he uses, what is it, First John 2, that John, in, in a, another way, kind of identifies how the evil one tempts. Is that First John 2? Uh well, when I get back to the back end, I like first. John, yeah, this is it. I like yeah. Okay. Go go from to first John, John two fifteen. It says, "Don't love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father's not in him. For everything in the world." And then he sums it up. Now, maybe you can see the correlation of the temptation in these three things. But the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. And that's why he says, uh, this is how we know that we love the children of God and by loving God and carrying out his command. This is love for God to obey his command. They're not burdensome. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that's, that, that has overcome the world when Jesus, when the Satan was telling him about all these kingdoms. And you said born of God, which you say, well, Jesus was born physically, but he also was baptized here. He receives God's spirit, and the first place he goes is to be tempted. And the reason he brings it up is John said, this is the one who came by water, when he was formally introduced and the Spirit came down on him at his baptism. And blood, that's his official, I'm the one that will save the world. I'm the one that overcomes the world. So he came by water, his baptism, and blood that he shed. And three days later, he's standing back up on the earth. And then right in the middle of it, he didn't come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. For there, there are three that testify. The Spirit that came down upon him, and God said, this is my son. This is the one that's overcome the world. This is the way off of planet Earth alive. It all comes together mm-hmm. with the, the, the water, the Spirit, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. So you look at that, you're like, boy, this is anybody comes along and and messes with that. John said, "They're out. They're out the evil one." Yeah. And now, now we're back on the mountain where he's saying, "Okay, you, you know, I'll give you this. I'll give you that." Jesus was in his mind was saying, "I've already accomplished all that. You're out. You're out." Let's take a quick break. Yeah, I think it's worthy of note too. And well, you were you were in First John, I believe. First John. Uh, Five nineteen says this too gives a lot of context to what's going on here in Matthew four. Uh, he says that we know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. That's it. So, so Satan certainly had some kind of, or maybe even has a, some kind of temporal authority, or some. I mean, he's got some. He has some. Some his kind fruit of, proves it. Yeah. I mean, you look at the so, so. I think what he's offering Jesus is maybe what's his in in the world, which is certainly temporary. Because at some point, whatever he does have authority over, uh, it's going to be cast into the lake of fire. You know, when God comes back in a fuller fruition of His glory, it's going to be impossible even to lie. But so, I, I think what's going on here is he's offering uh, maybe what's his. You you had said something one time. I remember a sermon you preached, Jason. I remember you going to this verse, and I want to say you had went to Vegas, and you said you were up in the hotel room and you were looking at kind of Sin City. Yeah. Do you remember that? I mean, I remember being in Vegas because we had to go every year for twenty years because they had the biggest outdoor show there. But yeah. you were like you was like I was you too. I was reminded of this verse. I was I was like young. I was like maybe nineteen, and you were like. I was reminded of that verse. I'm looking at 
all that yeah. and it's like it could be yours you know but it's like do you really want that well right because really it has an allure and i mean we have people write in constantly like you know how to overcome temptation and but if you go if you frequent places like that and you're trying to find you know trying to prove yourself which is what the temptation was here yeah. or you're you want to indulge in the fruits of pleasure and the lust of your eyes or what you see. Cause I mean, you can't walk 10 feet without seeing something that's a bait with treble hooks on it. You could smell yeah. it. You could smell the stench of it. Yeah. Well, especially like when you go down to new Orleans, you, you literally can smell this, the it's that just vomit and it, it, they can't get the smell out. You know, yep. there's been so many people thrown, been been hammered so much. Yeah. And even just looking on the ground, you're seeing needles and drug paraphernalia yep. and little cards with half naked women saying, come mm -hmm. here. Yeah. They in Vegas for years, they'd have what we call them the dirty poppers. Because, you know, the first time I went to Vegas, you know, in, in the South, when somebody tries to hand you something, it's it's friendly. It's yeah. They're trying to give you a coup, coupon, coupon or you know something or a flyer to all church you can eat buffet or, or five bucks off your meal. So free Domino's but in pizza. Vegas, when they hand you a card, there's a scantily clad wo woman saying, "Here's where to meet up later." Mm -hmm. And so I just started staring right in front of me and keep my hands in my pockets when I walked the streets. You know, yep. it's interesting the the temptation of Christ here. It, the, it, it, I mean, I'm just looking at this thinking there's three ways he's tempted, which is so similar to how we're tempted. One, the first one is he questions Jesus on what, who, who, what's your real identity? I mean, they, you say, they say you're the son of God. We'll basically prove it. So it's a question of who are you? And then the next one is, well, well, who is God? Is he, is he really, is he really good? Is he really, will he really save you if you jump off this cliff? You know, is he really going to, I mean, is he good? And yeah. then, and the last one was power. Like then, oh well, I'll give you all this. Yeah. It's a lot. So it's a lot about who Jesus was. It's a lot about who his father was. And then it's a lot about who Satan was and what he was going to really offer him. And that's just, yeah. that, that's that's the pattern of our sin struggle too. Well, to me, it goes back to the garden because mm -hmm. you see the same similarities. You know, the Lord was pretty clear. There's two trees out here. One of them's some knowledge of good and evil. Stay away from that. Rest of it, I mean, we're talking paradise. And so the woman, you know, here's the, the servant, and the first question he asks is, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? But, you know, there's no answer. She should have said, yes, that's what he said. But the question is, did he really say? So it's like you're just planting a seed of doubt you know, maybe you have the wrong interpretation of what that sentence was. Or, it, or it, it's even an, a passive-aggressive undermining of God. It's like, why? Because like, the first thing I would think is, why, did, why, yeah, why would he say that? Mm -hmm. what's, what's he holding out? So she says it, though. She says, well, we may eat from the trees of the garden. But God did say you must not eat from that tree that yeah. is in the middle of the garden, and you must not that. touch it or you will die. But then, so he, well, that he does that up. <laughs> well, but it says, well, you won't die. So now he's just saying he's making God he to be to a lie. Yeah, he, he, lied, lied he lied to you. But then you can't just say that. So he had a lie that was crafty because then he's like, but here's why he lied. He lied because God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. So that yeah. now in that little you speech, need to bow, right now you don't know anything but good. Come with me, and you'll find out about evil. That's what he's saying. Well, Which I think was, he's saying you're, you're missing out. But on I think a lot he's of saying fun. God is keeping you from reaching your potential here. Mm -hmm. Which, he, which, which, think about what he said though. It was partially true. Your eyes, right. your eyes but, will be open, and but, you will. But it's the lure. Evil. It's the lure of you being God. Number one, because that's in essence what he's you'll be like God. Yeah. You, well, who doesn't want to be a God? That I mean, that's the whole that's what he's trying to do with Jesus. Look, I'll give you all this. You can be God of this, even though it is a stench 
<laughs> evil bunch of well, crap. Which yeah. is funny, though, just one, one chapter, two chapters back, Genesis one twenty six. It basically says, "I'm gonna." God says, "I'm gonna make man in my image." So they they were like God. They they weren't God, but they were already like God. That, that's why this this whole Genesis three narrative, man, you really get to see Satan. He's slick because he his lies are cloaked in truth. There's a lot of truth in what he's saying. Your eyes will be open. You will know good from evil. But he didn't tell them though. It's that that's not what you. But want. I like it because I think in our modern culture, the evil one gets too much credit. You know, people like the devil made me do it. Yeah. Because her next step, they didn't make her do it. Then the woman saw that. Well, it was actually fruit that was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and you can gain wisdom. So she took some and ate it. Well, that's on her. He just gave her a philosophy. Yeah, what that, if, what that changed it? her thinking about God, and she started doubting, thinking negatively toward God, thinking she couldn't reach her potential doing it God's way, which is something we all think, especially between the ages of what twelve to fifteen. Well, we still don't. Know that. That's a, well, James. Yeah. James echoes that sentiment when he the says, first that thing they start hiding are their genitals." <laughs> they say, well, yeah. "Yeah." You say, well, "You know who 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 told you there was." Something about just walking around naked. I mean, shame, shame, and and, and we do that too, right? Kids, little babies. I, I told someone one night. Yeah, you know, I said, you know, like Fred's running around. He's a little kid. He's a year and a half, two years old, butt naked. Yeah, has no clue. It doesn't care. No, I mean, he didn't care that yeah. everyone's seeing him. But no now, shame. but well, now he's a he's a ten, and I promise you. He ain't running around the house naked anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. Sai did, but according <laughs> to what I hear, Sai kept his innocence longer than most people because they said he didn't start wearing clothes till he was ten or twelve. Is that he true? Never thought anything about it. Yeah, he didn't wear any clothes. He ran naked till he started to school, and he was advised by his mother, "It's time to put on some clothes." <laughs> And he argued with her. He was a streaker before she that. She tired his cool. butt up, and I'm then start, he I'm starting to question clothes. what he told me about you last night. Dude. I, that's I mean, a man. That's what I'm talking about. He took leather on his behind. No, you will wear clothes. So he, I mean, under, he wouldn't wear underwear or anything. No underwear. Oh, he got so mad at me one. There would night be because... cl- there would be clothed kids if somebody took a shot of them, but Sai would be standing there, but he would be the one that was naked. He was naked. Look, he I, ran well, naked till he was six years look, old. Look, one night I I beat him. So he, he had a he, screw he, loose early. He was going on about this. You're the luckiest man. I was like, Side, do you realize? I said, you're lucky, because if we were playing strip poker, you would go back to your childhood and be running around <laughs> naked at least once or twice a week. Well said. Oh, he got hot. Got up and left. He got bad. Squealed the tires. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. But I he said, yeah, he's coming lucky. Yeah, I was like, "Sir, I had the best hand the whole time." Yeah, but God, yeah, <laughs> it, it is funny. It is. But what do you think when people? I mean, I I kind of because you got one verse that says God doesn't tempt anyone; each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away. That's James and, and, and enticed, and so. And, and the definition and the desire of sin. first and then the sin. So you have the yeah. evil one, and you got to realize the evil one is limited. I mean, he's not God. He's not omnipresent. And now when you read Ephesians 6, when it says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but, I mean, it has a few departments of evil, spiritual forces of evil in, in the heavenly realms. And so I know there's a there's an evil world, and I'm not sure exactly how all that works. But it's a cooperative it, deal. I think that the devil certainly tempts, um, but the devil's not omnipresent. Well, so, that's what I was yeah. saying. I think he gets a little too much. Yeah, he can. I think. Yeah, he's not everywhere at the same place, tempting everybody at the same time. I mean, like, we are complicit. You volunteer to do the thing no that question. you shouldn't do. It's not him forcing you to do it. Nah. Yeah. You, you have free free will. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Let's well, and it also, James also said, resist him and he'll flee from you. Yeah, let's take a quick break. Yeah, I mean, I think that part, uh, what James is saying is that, that you're dragged away and enticed by your own evil desires. And there's that there's the progression of, of sin. And then when then that desire conceives, 
it gives, uh, I think it says, gives birth to sin. And then sin, when it's full, fully grown, it, 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 it gives uh, birth to death. Gives birth to death. But see, I think we try to put him into one category, which is a mistake. I heard somebody say, like, the three Ps of, of the evil one's pod, I guess, would be pain, pleasure, and pride. Well, you think pain and pleasure can't be any more different. Yeah. But you say, well, how, how does he use that? But you think like John 9, you know, here's a man born blind, or I think about my own daughter who's had just multiple surgery after surgery after surgery after surgery. Well, I've never, I've always viewed this as some kind of evil temptation or, or, you know, just attack. And so, but it, it's tough, you know, because then what are you going to do about it? And you have other people, and I, and I guess another illustration of that to be, you remember the story in Luke 15, where you had the son that most people identify with that says, you know, give me my share of the state. You know, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I'm going to be my own man. He goes out there, wild parties. He's on the party scene, gets drunk, winds up in the pig pen. But that other brother was a completely different temptation. He stayed at the house. He didn't go out there and go wild, but he, at the end, he was puffed up, couldn't participate in the joy, and was bitter because he wasn't getting out of life what he felt like he deserved. Well, both were wrong. Yeah. But it was two totally, you had one that was pride, and you got one that was pleasure. Yep. You know? Yep. I, and I think that's worthy of note because you usually don't realize the attack is coming. Because it, it comes in different forms. Well, I think I think the pride comes before the fall. Yeah, and, and the attack. Yeah. I think the attack, and this is why I'm glad that Phil emphasized at the beginning of this the the importance of the Holy Spirit in the birth of Jesus, the importance of the Holy Spirit in Jesus's baptism, the importance of the Holy Spirit of the initiation of the ministry. Now the Holy Spirit's in in the trenches with him, mm -hmm. when he's being tempted. And for us, I think what this looks like, you see this play out in John 14 through John 17, is the Spirit is revealing to us the truth about reality. And so to have true victory over sin, we've got to have a realignment of our desires. I think that's the thing that we miss out on so much. We have to, our, our desire has to be transformed. And, the, and most of the, the emails that we get are like, how do I get out of the sin, like pornography mm. or whatever it is. Well, there's thing about look. The last lesson I did, though, they, they brought uh, on themselves their their dilemma. Well, now right. they question, how do I get out of it? Well, what how, I'm saying is, I, I brought up in my speech the other night that because the cell phone has completely changed the narrative on how quick you can get into something like pornography, or because it's there in three seconds, and so. You know, I Which brought is up why a I point. Don't have a cell phone. Well, I'm just okay. afraid of it. But but other people in the civilization, you know, they use it, and it it has some good things. But I made a point. I was like, well, one thing, and and to go where we're at, Matthew four, is I guarantee if you read scripture more than you're on your cell phone, that would be a useful tool. Yeah, would you agree with that? That's exactly where I was going with it. You you yep. you look at the the Jesus gives. I agree us, with that, and I don't have a cell phone. If you're reading the Word on your cell phone, okay. But a lot of people they'll say that. But you but you have to put in. It's it's like any relationship. I mean, like with my wife, you know, if 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 we're apart and I'm not doing anything to foster a desire for her and for her for me, and we're just like we're not going. We're just going to meet up when we meet up. I mean, well, the temptation is going to be very difficult. And I'm not. And, and, the and, reason I do this podcast is because it's a way for me, a man, mm -hmm. without a cell phone, to get information from what's in front of me into their ears via the cell phone. But I'm it glad, also. I'm glad they have it. It also. Yeah, I'm not knocking it. I'm glad they have it because if they didn't, all of them didn't have one. We'll just be speaking into the air here. But yeah. it also helps you study. This This podcast actually helps me because I read the Bible more. Me too. Before I come talk about well, it. This is, yeah. this, this is what's cool. Like I'm over at Sadie's conference, um, and we, I was outside helping Jill sell some books, and um, this lady comes up to me, and she said, uh, are you Zach? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. She said, well, I got to tell you. She said, "I'm me and my husband, 
were not saved. I, I forgot how she said we weren't saved, or, or we started listening to the podcast unashamed. And she said, now, for the first time ever, we have a relationship with Christ. We're sold out for Jesus. We're like, she said, I brought like six people or like three or four people with her. She had a crew with her. I brought them all the way from like Indiana or something, somewhere out of town. And, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there listening to her, and I'm like, so like the cell phone's not bad because this is a woman who's dialed into this podcast, her and her husband, and, she, and you know, you guys have met him too. I hear him all the time. And and they're and they're coming to, to, to Jesus, or maybe they're already Christians and they're and they're coming for Bible study and, and it's it's but that fosters a desire for the kingdom. And you see over time the more that you walk with God's people, and it may be as simple as listening to a podcast every day for an hour of some redneck guys in Louisiana talk about Jesus. But that right there fosters a different kind of desire. Yeah. Because well, of what I, you're putting in. I do think you gotta step back and look at it. It's like I would say less than one percent of my time is spent on a cell phone, you know, not counting calls. Yeah. You know, like actually talking to a human human being. And I think that's a good percentage for me. I mean that's not very often. It it because I just don't wise on your part. Number one is I don't want to be influenced. There's a lot of people who gripe and complain and over little things or they're legalistic minded or they didn't like this. You know, when you talk as much as we do, I'm sure we're getting it wrong, you know, a lot because we're just talking a lot. And so for somebody to stop what they're doing and, you know, send some paragraph about, you know, whatever, or no, just we, uh, yeah. unleash, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I got the Holy Spirit of God. I'm doing the best I can, but I don't want to be influenced by that. And so, you know, I think like Jesus, I, I just don't think it's an accident that God made that declaration of what he thought of his son when he was baptized. And that was then the, what was the, the last thing said before he goes out yeah. and is led by the spirit. Cause really, you think about it when you're alone or when you're somewhere where there's a lot of temptation about to occur, saying those things to yourself or imagining God saying them about you is what would give you the confidence to do the right thing. Yeah. You're like, I'm a son of God here. You know, he loves me. He's proud of me. What am I, what am I doing here? You know I mean? Whether it's time to leave or whether it's time to break your Bible out, which is usually my go-to. I mean, if I get in a situation, like when you talk about going to Vegas, I mean, I have my Bible. Even if you don't have to speak it, if you just carry it around, that'll do it. That Look, they I pop their side. Saying, always carry your Bible and your woman with you. Well, yeah, look, so I you. got my Bible. On, this happened in Vegas, you know. Mm-hmm. So the dirty popper popped his side. They popped their side to get your attention, and then they put that card out, you know. And I just held my Bible up. To get, that's a good. Nobody <laughs> said a word. He didn't say anything. Did, I didn't say just, anything. You just gave no, I mind. just I had it because I thought I'm gonna carry my Bible with me here. Well, it's the first time I was there. Probably thought you were a street preacher. He said he's a street preacher. But you know what? He he that ended that. No, I didn't have to say a word. Well, you you yeah. hide, I mean, I think you gotta we gotta hide the word in our heart. Uh, it, it it you you do. It's it's intentional. One thing I like about I love I love watching Phil over the years. When I when I ran for office, you know what they told me that my my consultant that helped me with communications, he said if you ever get up there, and you're and they ask you a question that you don't know the answer to, he said what you do is you answer the question you wish they would have asked you. He said they'll know, they'll they, they'll never know the difference. Well, I'm liking politicians <laughs> less. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking, but you know what's funny? I watched you and you've been in binds before, and 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 when you're backed in the corner, every time you come out with scripture, that is correct. And I think that's I, I think that that is a weapon. It is the weapon. And if we're not in prayer and in scripture, I mean, how are you going to? I mean, Jesus was so connected with the Father. I know when he got in a bind. That's what he and did. Say, that's what he did. Yeah. Oh, I've done that with my kids a many times because they, if we're arguing, but they're portraying a principle that is in direct contrast to the Bible, and usually I have to stop and say, "Look, time out." The reason I'm arguing... Hold on, let's take a quick break. The reason I'm arguing with me is because your position, if true, would render the Bible false. Yep. I'm never going with that kind of thinking. Me either. 
So then they're like, oh, okay. So get off that. That's not going to work. It's in contrast. Sometimes I say it, sometimes I don't, but I'm basically saying when they, whatever they say, it is written. It is written. written. It is written over and over and over. It's written. Well, I think we need more of that. And they know, do you believe homosexual behaviors are sin? few years ago and started a big squabble. I just quoted what was written. Yeah. I answered him with a Bible verse. I didn't say according to first second rate first Corinthians nine, I mean a six verse nine and following. I didn't say that. He just asked me a question, did I believe it was a sin? And I just said Well to your credit, you actually picked one of the verses that said, Here's a way out and and, and God loves you anyway. You know, he, well, we, well, truth be told, we, we, we really shouldn't be taking um, on what's God's. Like, I, I, it, what, what, what do you think about blah, blah, blah? I'm like, well, does it matter what I think? Like, it really I mean, does. I, I, I stay away that myself. Now when people ask me those kind of questions, I'm like, I'm going to introduce Jesus. Y'all can have that conversation. Because when someone falls in love with Jesus, guess what? The conversation they have with God changes. But we, but we, I, I think that we would do better in even kind of this our culture, you know. If we, like, I don't like go attack Jesus, yeah. Go go attack well, His word, because I mean, because He can, like, if if it's if it's on my shoulders, then then you yeah, you're probably gonna win. But 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 he he's running the show here, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to we're trying to the reason why we quit scripture is because we are folding up under reality, the one that he orchestrates and ordains and controls. It is not based on any of our will. Well, that's or, what the world does. They they try to lump the whole thing under civilization, and there's different conversations for those who claim to be followers of Jesus and those who do not. Those are different conversations. Yeah. Because if somebody comes to me and they don't know Jesus and they ask me about, any kind of controversial issue or behavioral thing, well, I'm going to share Jesus because grace, the grace of God, is the platform for how we make decisions moving forward. Well, if you don't have that platform, but there is why, why are we even talking about but, it? But there is the wrath of God, too, and I think that we do. I do think that where we miss that in culture is we've, we had, the church has been afraid of the big R word, you What's know, the R word? Repentance. Oh, like so, we, we we do get afraid. We don't want to talk about repentance, but that is a part. Of, that's a huge part of it. Now you need to come visit ours. They don't. They don't mind dropping that one out there. What? What's that? The R word. What? What? Ours? What? Repentance. You said I come visit ours. Our you, church. Well, right. I, I well went, you're in North uh, Carolina. Well, I went there for 17 years. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've, I've been to a couple of churches. I've been there I do before. hear them bring. I, no, up I'm not saying that no. Yeah. I'm not saying that no Christian talks about it, but I do yeah. think there has been a movement to get away from. Well, there may be from talking yeah. about sin and repentance, and and um, because we because you you know you, you, it is it is scary because you're in a, a time period where things are an upheaval. But but my point is the Titus two says the grace of God teaches us to say no. Oh, no question so about I, it. So I'm saying. I'm all for saying because no, you're not gonna you're not gonna say no you're not gonna be able to will sin away. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, these people out here trying to live right because they don't want to go to hell that that's not sustainable. It's not. It's exhausting. It's just not sustainable. That's what I was talking about. You got to replace it with a desire for the yeah. kingdom, or the Holy Spirit has to replace in you a desire for the kingdom. But to, but to, look, when you're young, I do think it's a good motivation because there is an immaturity thing that you go through. I mean, when I first, what got my attention more than anything, they were like, oh, here's Jesus on resurrection. I was fired up. And they're like, and the people without Jesus, they're not going to make it. There's a place called hell. Well, I mean, I remember thinking as a 14-year-old, that is not a place I want to go. I want to be there. I thought thought about it way more then than I do now. I mean, because I think as you mature, Mm -hmm. It is for the right reasons, and you do realize that it's a real place. But when you're young and ain't nobody going to tell you what to do, it's okay for a good reminder to say, look, the consequences are grave. Yep. <laughs> you know? Well, the thing is, is I think it's the motivation for we, – we, we, we do need discipline. We do need to do good works. We do yeah. need to pray. We do need to read our Bibles. What is your motivation for that? If your motivation is to earn favor with God, that's the wrong motivation. Yeah. If your motivation is I want to foster a desire or I want the Holy Spirit to foster a desire for his kingdom in my heart and I'm going to do these habits in my life, I'm going to institute these habits or these liturgies or whatever you want to call it 
for the purpose of I, I want to foster a desire for him. Well, and, and, and that's why you do this world, we are like him. Yeah. John the but you got to remember, we're talking about the temptation of Jesus, and he never did anything wrong. But, and I think we, and when you were summing up the churches, there's a push not to do wrong. But Jesus was more characterized in all the righteous things he did That's that true. were not popular, but they were right. They were not popular within the religious world. That's why that, but, but it was true righteousness. He yeah. was loving, caring. Yeah. When he forgiving. was down at the local pub, yeah. he was automatically labeled a glutton. Exactly. And a well, what was he doing there? He yeah. was trying to help and save people. Yeah. So my point is, which is, you know, this is a big pet peeve of mine. If you really want to turn your life around and get out of pornography, and you've got to look beyond where you're helping other people through Jesus because he's given you every weapon you need. I mean, the whole Ephesians 6 is, look, we're in a spiritual war. But then what did he, he say? Put on this armor. Why? So when you are out with all these people, you are then being God's messenger. And anybody who's actively trying to help other people in the kingdom for the yeah. sake of Jesus, they, they're just doing less sin. Protection is available. Yeah. But think about what's First Peter 4, stand 4 on 1 the gospel says. And be ready to give to well, Look, First Peter 4 1 says, He who has suffered in his body is done with Jesus. You know, he says, Have the attitude of Jesus. Yeah. When you're out there suffering and being uncomfortable for Jesus, you know, when you're sharing with a you know a prostitute that God loves her, you're just less likely to be thinking, "Oh, I wish I could be sleeping with her." Yeah, it, the narrative well, changes. What, you, what yep. you're saying is, is what the old high school football coach said: the best defense is a good offense. I believe it with all my heart. That's it. It, it was really the turning point in my faith uh, when I just started going on the offense. I just, you're Wait, just, you just can't will it away. You sit back, you think I'm gonna sit back in my house and not sin. Good luck yeah. with that. It's yeah. a pattern. <laughs> well, you, get your busy. Pattern, you gotta change. Yeah. Walking like Jesus. Well, see, I would tell you, pattern. The, you're yeah. sitting too long. You're sitting too long. No, yes, yeah. you go do this. If I you're like doing, when I sit down, if I'm asleep within five minutes, that's good. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, that is good. <laughs> it's been a good day. Well, that's a, it's been a good podcast. I'm gonna head back to North Carolina. All right, thanks for for filling in. Yeah, glad you showed up there, nephew. Me too. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.